to the Understanding Society podcast series. In today's podcast, Chris Lord from NatSen talks about research commissioned by the Royal National Institute of Blind People into the circumstances of people with sight loss. It really came about when a colleague of mine, uh, Sally McManus, did a project for the Pocklington Trust, which is a housing support charity for people with sight loss. And the project that she did was, it was a review of different surveys that could be used for research into sight loss. And it, it mentioned a lot of different sort of resources that could be used for research of this nature. And uh, Understanding Society was one of the data sets mentioned. And RNIB were involved in the project and were interested in commissioning some research uh, into people with sight loss and they were interested in understanding society and also another survey, the Life Opportunities Survey, so two large-scale surveys with information about people with sight loss. And what did the RNIB specifically want you to look at? What aspects of, of, of people without sight did they want you to look into? Yeah, so they're really interested in a broad range, uh, sort of the general picture of people with sight loss, which is why both of those surveys were very useful for the research. Understand Society has lots of different modules, lots of, it looks into lots of different areas, so we could really look at the, the whole uh, circumstance of people with sight loss in lots of different areas of their lives. In particular, Understand Society has um, really great data on uh, people's well-being, their mental health, um, whether they're feeling happy, positive, uh, things like that, and there's the short Warwick Edinburgh mental well-being scale, which is a really strong set of questions on mental health which has been used and validated by other research projects and through using that we could build up a good picture of people with sight loss their mental well-being and also make comparisons with people without sight loss so the general population now you're looking at a really wide range of aspects of people's lives as well whether that you know whether it had to do with uh, their jobs their their home life what what were the most interesting things for you that came out of it the most interesting, I suppose, was the fact that uh, across such a broad range of areas, people with sight loss did, were, the findings were that they had difficulties in such a large range of aspects of their lives. So whether that was, as you say, in terms of their job, in terms of being restricted to access outside their home, or having being unhappy, or having lower mental well-being. So yes, that was sort of one of the key aims was to look at all different aspects of people's lives and the fact that uh, the findings were so came out on lots of different areas. Talk us through some of those findings then, some of the, uh, perhaps the most startling, the most surprising. So yeah, for example, subjective well-being was lower among people with sight loss than their um, sighted uh, counterparts was one of the findings. Also, uh, people in sight loss were less likely to be in employment, and obviously being in employment, other research has found, has a big impact on mental well-being. And not just uh, inequality, but we also found examples of discrimination and hate crime that uh, were, had been experienced by people with sight loss. So do, do you think this paints a, you know, a new picture for us of what life is really like for people with, without sight? It must have been, you know, given the size and uh, scope of Understanding Society and the Life Opportunity Survey, this must tell us a new story about what it's like to be without sight. 
Yes, and I think that's what our NIB were really pleased with and what they wanted the research to show. That previously they've been perhaps uh, commissioning surveys or they've been looking at the Labour Force Survey, which has a lot of information on people's uh, employment, but less so on people's uh, social aspects of people's lives. And the fact that understanding society is so large, we agreed with our NIB a definition of people with sight loss, and over 1,300 people came out with people with sight loss in understanding society. So that meant we could look at really robust research, we could look in such a wide variety of areas, and so all of this was research that hadn't really been done before. And where does it go from here? Are there plans to do more of this type of research using understanding society and, and using other, obviously using other large data sets? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of projects that have come out of this, which myself and my colleagues at NATSEN have been uh, working on. And But we also feel that this approach of using existing data, secondary analysis, the data that's already there and available for researchers to use, uh, is a really good way of conducting research and very positive way for charities to use, rather than themselves perhaps commissioning uh, small-scale surveys. It's a very sort of time and cost-effective way where they can commission research into whatever area they're interested in, for example, sight loss, but it could be other disabilities or other areas of people's lives. And they can, can get some really strong and robust research for relatively low cost and more time efficient than commissioning a survey. So that's something we're, we think will be important for the future using surveys like Understanding Society, Life Opportunity Survey or other surveys that are out there. Circumstances of People with Sight Loss is researched by Sally McManus and Chris Lord and is published jointly by NatsN and the RNIB.